Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Professional People Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Diederich, and I'm very happy to have on my guest for this episode, David Wintermeyer from Remax Eclipse. David has a super cool story starting in the banking industry when he was 19 years old, not going the traditional college route and landing to where he is today at Remax. Tune in to listen to his story. It's super awesome, and I hope you enjoy. Everybody, I have David Wintermeyer here with me from Remax Eclipse. Yes. Um, very special guest of mine here today. I just uh, did a lunch and learned with his staff in his office yesterday, so I'm happy to have him here in our office recording this today. David, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, so I've heard David's story, and I'm super excited here <laughs> for him to share it with you guys. So I'll just let him take it all the way back as he wants to go and kind of bring <laughs> us up to today, and I'll chime in along the way. All right, great. Um, so a little bit about my story. Uh, I, I started in the financial industry. Uh, it was a um, loan and finance company. Um, from there, I, I learned a lot about customer service, about people, uh, and what to do and what not to do. Um, it, was, it was an amazing experience to not only learn how to build rapport, but really understand why people do and make the decisions that they make. Um, and I feel that was kind of a foreshadowing moment for me to kind of flash forward to where I am at this point. Um, it really gave me a whole well-rounded circle of, of being able to not only utilize that information for myself, but also to teach others to do that as well. Um, and customer service is not always something that is taught. It's something that you either know or you don't, uh, because everybody's version of customer service is very different. Um, but it's, it's a matter of being able to link with, with those clientele that you have and really be able to, to dig in and understand how to help them the best way that they can because it's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, from there, I moved on to, to the banking industry um, where I, I managed a, a rather large team and from there leading them to success. So really being able to kind of utilize all that I learned from the prior company, kind of taking it over here, but then continuing to learn as well um, even more. Uh, and one of the greatest things from, from that is, again, learning from a different perspective uh, from people and what they want. Uh, when you go from a financial loan company where you are collecting their money and you're asking them for a payment and then you're moving to a location where you want to help them invest and you want to help them set themselves up for their future, uh, it's definitely a very different wavelength, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was kind of a relief and a breath of fresh air because not only am I leading a team to see success and help people grow their future and educate them on, on banking. Uh, going back from school days, I mean, we weren't taught how to fill out a check, how to, how to save, how to do all those things. So for me, it's, it's an education piece, and I'm all about an education piece. Uh, you, you want people to know and feel like they have value in something that they're doing, and being able to help someone, whether they're high school, college, even someone that is, is even older than myself, um, they don't know how to fill out a check, they don't know how to save, they don't know how to manage their money. Giving someone that gift of being able to educate them on how to do so is life-changing. And it's, it's amazing of what people can learn when they don't know something. Yeah, that's awesome. And I kind of like how you've just taken pieces from each job that you've had from, from those and kind of connected it whole, holistically on, on a perspective that you have of how you treat clients and, and deal with teams. 
I want to back up, though, and kind of give people a, a painted picture here. Can you tell us how old you were when, <laughs> when you were doing these jobs and then kind of tell people about your untraditional path and, and your young successes that you had early on? Yes. So um, when, I, when I first joined the, the financial um, loan company, I was 19 years old. Um, it, was, it was an amazing opportunity. My mother uh, worked for the company as well and still does and gave me uh, pretty much an opportunity to, to get started. Uh, I remember shadowing her one day when I was um, just about to graduate high school and wasn't really sure what I wanted to do and where I was going. And she she let me come in and, and shadow her and I looked at her and I was like, I could do your job. And she was like, <laughs> oh, I think so, huh? And lo and behold, I, I was able to do that. Um, I was brought in uh, at 19 and uh, within six months, uh, six, six and a half months, I was promoted to a branch manager. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I loved your persistency. I know you went in a little bit more depth when I first heard the story of you got denied a couple of times. To start. I did get denied, yeah. So persistence yeah. paid off. You yeah. got your foot in the door. And then from there, it kind of led on and, and to Just the continue. banking job. And, right. And then you had some young successes there, too. Tell yes, us a little bit more I did. about those. Um, just being able to, to grow um, just teams in general. Uh, being able to to learn uh, at a very young age, uh, I I wasn't even twenty one yet to to taking over um, my own my very own branch, um, to where I was able to learn what I needed to learn, and one of the greatest experiences from there was everybody was older than me, and coming in at a at such a young age and and very high energy and, and very dedicated to seeing success, but also aiding those around me to see success as well. Um, it really taught me a lot to learn about who my employees were and what they needed out of me. And it's very intimidating when you are someone that's maybe in your late 40s or maybe in your, your early 50s and you've worked for the bank for a long period of time and you have this, this young kid <laughs> come in and now they are your superior. It's, it's earth shattering for people and sometimes it's a hard pill for them to swallow. Um, but for me... One thing that I learned from my mom from the, the financial industry uh, is you're only as good as your team. And if your team does not want to work for you, you're going to fail. And that, that saying always stuck with me. And I always made sure that there was no arrogance, there was no cockiness. Um, I'm no, in my opinion, I was no better than them. Even though my title was higher or my title was different, I was no better than them. Um, and from there, leading, leading them to success also aided in my success. Um, I moved here, and I, I went with another, I was at another financial institution, another bank, um, where I traveled around the region um, helping coach the branch managers and the personal bankers that were there. Um, so that was another very amazing experience for me as well, just to learn, again, more, a, a different company, first of all, and what their, their values and their core values are, um, but also learning more people and really being able to network that way. Um, unfortunately, that, um, that job did not last very long, um, and there was a lot of, of questions in my mind of do I stay or do I, you know, do I go and go back to, to Ohio? Um, but I, I felt that I needed to stay, and that was the best reason to stay. Yeah, so let's give people some perspective there. You yeah. grew up in Ohio, you're doing the branches, branch management in the bank in Ohio. 
grew your way up. You were what, 25, 26 here mm -hmm. and moved to Michigan. Yeah. Take a leap of faith and yeah. move away from the nest and, yeah. and go out. And now you're managing uh, a, a number of branches, right? Mm -hmm. In that position. Yeah. You're 25, 26. And then what happens next? So, um, unfortunately the, that, that position uh, came to a close and, um, I decided to really dig deep and, and follow the dream that I had. Um, when I was younger, I had always watched on Sundays, I remember it on, on TV, it was like they would always broadcast homes that were on the market and they would always like kind of give you like a virtual open house. And I was always very intrigued by that and I, I said to my mom and dad, I'm like, you know, it would be really awesome to sell real estate and do that. And they're like, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. You, you know, the, it's very risky. You don't get a paycheck. Like, you, you know, go to school and, and get a career that, you know, you know, you can count on that income. And I almost felt kind of defeated. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, whatever. So hence there came my financial path. Um, but when the job came to a close here, uh, and I really had some self-discovering moments to myself. I, I was like, you know what? This is a better opportunity for me to really invest in myself now and take myself to the next level and utilize all the knowledge and everything that I've learned from my past and what has brought me up to this point and just kind of dive deep into it. Um, it was a very rough path, but I, I did uh, decide to embark on my real estate career. And uh, there, there were a lot of ups and downs. And I will be honest, it's not an easy career to start. Um, when, you, when you enter this industry, you're not given a, a sheet of what to do. You're not given um, a manager or a mentor uh, to tell you what to do and how to do it. It's you study, it's not very long to study. It's, it's 40 hours, which for some people is like crazy. And some people is like, oh, it's nothing. Um, but that's not setting you up for success. So you, you either join a class or you do it online. And if you are a good test taker and you can retain the information, they give you a license. Um, do I believe that everyone deserves a license? No, <laughs> um, but that's okay. Um, but there, there's no structure. There is no set of you do this and then you do this and then you do this. It's, congratulations and now you go to the wolves yeah it's the same way for the insurance industry honestly you see you, you know you just take your test okay now you can sell insurance right. but right. you know you don't you can still got to figure out all the ways to do it and, and you need a mentor or someone to show you absolutely how it's done absolutely. how how did you kind of figure that out when you were first starting transitioning from banking to real estate? So coming from a very structural background of having a what to do every single day, um, it was very difficult for me just because I, I knew nothing about this industry really. It was just something that um, I've always wanted to do. And I know it, it sounds very um, like everybody, that's what everybody says and everybody wants to do it. It's very cliche. Um, but it, it truly was a passion of mine. It's something that I wanted to do. And uh, I remember a friend of mine wanted me to, to join a brokerage that he was at. And um, we were going we to team up. We were going to kind of partner up. Um, it really didn't work out that way. But there, to me, there was, no, there was no guidance. There was no help. 
And again, coming from a, a, a very strong managerial background, that's what you do as a leader is you help train and coach your people so they know what they're doing and they can feel confident in the role that they're playing. And I remember I, I set up an appointment with one of the, the team managers or one of the team leaders at this brokerage and uh, we had a date and a time set. I, I wanted her to role play with me to kind of go over what I needed to do and just to set me up for success for my appointment that I was able to create. And I walked in and I was greeted with, hello, what can we do for you today? And <laughs> I was very taken back by that just because I was an agent there. I, you know, I, I was a part of that company. And the fact that they didn't even know who I was, was, was devastating to me. And it was like, am I even doing the right thing? And so I told them who I was and then it was like, Oh, okay, great. And I told them that I was, you know, waiting to meet with, with a certain person. And they told me to have a seat and that that person would be with me shortly. Um, the person had a glass office, so they, they knew that I was there. And we did have an appointment set on the calendar uh, of such and such time to be there. And I waited over an hour. And that individual did not come out and greet me, did not come out and talk to me. And my appointment then became null and void. And I sat in that office feeling like an idiot because here's me thinking that I had someone that was going to have my best interest at heart, that was going to lead me and coach me to success and help me feel confident in what I was about to embark on. And I did not. So for me, I, I had a lot of, of self-questioning. Of, is this the right business that I want to be in? This is not what I thought it was going to be. And it, it really made me second guess everything that I was doing. Um, but from that moment forward, I, I realized walking out of that office, having a very unsuccessful meeting, that I wanted to change that. And coming from where I came from with coaching and structure and leading people to success, show coaching them, helping them, being by their side so that way they don't, they're not set up for failure. I knew that in this real estate industry, there is nothing like that. And if there is something like that, to me, there's still parts that are broken. Um, it's very easy to stand up and, and share and tell somebody how to do something. But if you're very far removed from the industry and you don't practice it or you don't do it, it's hard to teach someone to do something when you're not doing it yourself. And, and just like anything, um, laws change, the way that you do things change, and being very abreast of everything that you're doing is important for newer people, especially them getting into the industry. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so you kind of had that experience at that brokerage. So you, did you hop to another brokerage before going to Remax and landing where you are today? Or how was that kind of play out? Yeah, so um, I decided to stay with the same company. I just left that, that certain location. Okay. Um, and I still was, was craving education and structure of knowing what to do. Uh, so for me, I, I did what many, many, many people do is I joined a team. And I went to another company, or the same company, but a different location. And I went on a team, and it was not the experience that I had hoped for, but it gave me enough of what I needed. And from what I learned, it was, okay, so here's what to do, and here's what not to do. And I was there for a very short amount of time, but I felt like I was able to grasp what I needed quickly to then move on to the next, to the next level. Um, so from there, I had actually was in conversation with the, um, the operating principal at that location, um, who was, I guess, what you would call the owner. 
And I said to him, I said, look, I, I have a very extensive background in management. Um, I want to be in some type of leadership position with, within this organization. And he's like, yeah, well, people here don't really leave because of how they're set up. And I'm like, okay, well, then can you help me get something that will give me what I want? And he introduced me to a gentleman um, that owned his own company. And I was able to essentially manage his entire brokerage and assist him, um, which then again gave me even more exposure and opportunity to really learn. Um, so I was very grateful for that opportunity uh, to, to learn and really know all sides of the business. So from an administrative perspective, from an agent perspective, um, and from a managing broker perspective, um, having access to paying the agents, knowing how to do that, knowing what their splits are, um, helping them, coaching them, ensuring that paperwork was done correctly. It was all things that when you're an owner, you need to make sure are being done. And I had to learn very quickly of what that looked like and how to fix it. Um, and there were a lot of things that were broken in, in that, as in many places there are. Um, but that's why you hire on somebody that's going to help you and be a partner to you. Uh, so I, I learned very quickly what this, um, what this gentleman wanted and was able to immediately start making huge impacts. Um, and again, it, it taught me a lot. It, it allowed me to really invest more into this business and know how valuable training and development and knowing what you're doing, how important that truly is. Yeah. Um, from there, I did leave and I went to another company um, where I was uh, considered their sales manager. So I started aiding in, in the recruiting, um, helping to kind of sell what they, what, what, we, what we had to offer at that, at that company. Um, but for me, it, it still wasn't enough. Um, I, I wanted to, to be able to give more and sometimes it's hard to sell something that you don't always truly believe in, especially if you only get a small piece of the pie, mm -hmm. right? So for me, it was like I was given a great opportunity, but there was still a lot of pieces that were broken, and it, it still was unfulfilling. And in, in some sense, it, it didn't give me what I was really looking for and hoping for out of what they presented. And then out of nowhere, um, I, was, I, I met up with... Um, the, the current owner of Remax Eclipse, and uh, we had a, a really great conversation, and there was really truly no intention. Um, I was happy where I was at, but still had that kind of feeling of, it's, it's, I still want something more, but I was happy. Um, and we had a great conversation over lunch, and uh, there, was, there was truly no talk about me moving or leaving or anything of the sort. Um, a little over a week goes by, and he reaches back out and invites me, and truly offers me an amazing opportunity that I knew I, I was going to get what I needed and what I wanted and what I was truly looking for. And uh, after kind of mulling it over just to make sure, because sometimes they say when it's too good to be true, it could be too good to be true. Um, but something just told me that it, it wasn't. It was truly what I was looking for and it was truly something that I knew I could pour my heart and passion into. And I took a leap of faith. And in all honesty, it was the best transition I ever made in my entire life. That's awesome. So just to summarize all that, yeah. you, you leave the, the banking industry, you go out on your own selling, you're working with the brokerage, doesn't treat you right. You pick up these opportunities where you're still selling a realtor, 
you know, like, like anyone else, but you're picking up this management experience, mm -hmm. this recruiting experience. And then now you get awesome, offered this awesome opportunity at Remax Eclipse. Six locations in Iraq. Right? Yes. Where are they at? Um, so we have Troy, Waterford, Rochester Hills, uh, Lake Orion, and uh, Bloomfield Hills, and our newest location is Sterling Heights in Macomb County. That's incredible, man. Yeah. And, and so your role there is now? So I am their director of recruiting and training and development. So I, I essentially hire all the agents that come into the office. Um, and if they are a new, new agent, so newly licensed, um, they enlist in my program and they are mentored, they are trained, um, and they are taught the right way on how to do things to feel success. That's awesome, man. So you pretty much took all the things that you struggled with yes. from, from being in and joining as a young realtor, transitioning from a different industry, took your strengths from the young opportunities you had as management from the banking industry, and now you get to kind of combine them together. Yes. You're still selling real estate, but I you am. got six, six trainees right now in, yes. in the program right now, right? Yeah, I so, do. So what does that program really look like on a on an in-depth basis, if someone was interested in maybe becoming a realtor, yeah. what would that kind of look like? Um, so essentially, um, what I do when, and what I feel is important is um, on Mondays, I host a coaching and accountability call. Um, it doesn't have to be long. Um, usually, it's about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, but what it does is it gets everyone together uh, on Zoom just because everybody's in different locations. And based on schedules, I want to make sure that it's accountable for everyone. Um, but essentially, what it does is on Mondays, for me, it's, it's the start of the new week, right? So you want to start off on a high note and celebrate any successes that you had over the weekend. Um, it's an opportunity for them to share with each other anything that maybe they've come across in the business um, that maybe someone's struggling in or maybe they can help. Um, and the greatest way of, of having all six of them together is a great way for them to learn from one another, apart from learning from me as well. So we set goals for the week uh, that are attainable for them to, to achieve. Uh, and if there are maybe if they're struggling with that goal, then we, we kind of refocus and kind of course correct of what they're doing just so that way we make it something that is achievable for them. When you're, when you're first starting out in this business, you don't really know what you're doing and I want to help you know what you're doing. So even something so simple as you want to reach out to 10 people. To some, that may sound like a silly goal, but for someone that's just starting out, that could be very difficult. Maybe they don't have proper phone etiquette. Maybe they don't know how to reach out to somebody just out of the blue. Um, so it gives them the confidence of me being able to potentially role play that call with them and, and help them feel more comfortable and confident. Um, but then we also set up like how each day they're going to be set up for success. Um, so what are they going to do each and every single day and how are they going to achieve their goal? Um, and then if they have any questions about anything. So we start that out on a Monday and then Thursdays I teach class. Um, and class is usually six weeks, so it's, it's every Thursday for six weeks. And essentially what that goes over is the entire process. So it's gonna be the start to finish of how to fill out paperwork, um, coaching, conversations with them, verbiage. Verbiage is very important, especially when you're speaking with clients. Um, we, we role play a lot just so that way they can feel confident not only with me, but with their peers. Because uh, it's very different. You don't know what someone's going to say. And giving them a potential real world experience is invaluable. Um, so I, I really do go over the day in the life of. Uh, and it, it usually takes about a six week time frame. Um, sometimes longer depending on the, on the agent. Um, but for me, I don't always put an expiration date on their training. 
Um, they are with me for their, four tra- their first four transactions, uh, so I know that they know what they're doing from start to finish. Um, and usually after the first four, you're usually pretty good after that. Um, but again, I, I never shut off my agents. Once they're, they meet that, that criteria, um, they're free to go on their own and do their own thing uh, and kind of leave the nest. But if they still need assistance or they still need me, I'm always readily available. That's awesome. And so when you're doing those like first four with them, are you letting them take the wheel and just jump in kind of like a driver's ed trainer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So in all honesty, um, it all depends on the agent um, and their comfortability. A lot of times they want me to kind of take the the driver's seat and do it the first time so they can hear and they can observe what I'm doing, what I'm saying. Um, But they're always more than welcome to jump in and aid if they feel comfortable and confident doing so. Um, but usually on that second transaction, I want them to kind of take the driver's seat and I'm going to be the passenger because I want them to feel that level of confidence so that way they feel like they know what they're doing. Um, if I feel them kind of veering off the road a little bit, then I'll jump in and, and kind of retake the wheel. Um, but I don't want to take the spotlight off of them because ultimately it's not for me, it's for them. That's awesome. I think that's super cool and an invaluable experience. And I really like your emphasis on role playing because I think that you know, gives them the confidence that they've had those conversations and know what to say. I think that's a good point and good for any business. Absolutely. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you is that, you know, you do all this training for the realtors, but let's do a little training for the listeners (laughs) on what they need to know if they're looking to buy or sell their home. Yeah. So um, especially right now with with mortgage rates, the way that they are and as low as they are, um, I do anticipate them increasing a little bit kind of back to where they were. But for those that are looking to buy and sell, um, it's definitely an aggressive market. Um, I am working with clients that we've written 11 offers for and they have still not been able to win a home. Uh, So there are, you know, with the rates as low as they are, it's giving people a lot of buying power, but it's also making people very aggressive on their purchases. Uh, So my advice is if you are a seller, um, definitely making sure that you are, are partnering with an agent that has your best interest at heart. Um, there are a lot of realtors out there, but sometimes the way that they approach things are not going to always be authentic, and you want to make sure that you're making the best decision for yourself. Um, number does not always mean better. Uh, you want to make sure that you have somebody that's going to fight for you and that's going to do things correctly for you. Um, but also aiding you in the process of setting you up for success teaching you and educating you how to get your home prepared, um, making sure that it's staged correctly, making sure that they're helping you declutter or that they're giving you an opportunity to get things prepared if you need to, but also giving you that educational piece of what the market looks like and what type of buyers are going to be out there and what type of offers they're going to be receiving is very important. Um, to me, I've seen a lot of success with my clients that when you're giving them that education up front, they are more confident in not only you, but themselves as a seller, knowing that you're going to bring them the best offer possible and what that process looks like. Um, on the flip side, from a buyer perspective, um, when you are consulting with your buyer, whether you're doing it in person or over the phone, it's very important to give them that level of education as well. Um, and it's even more important from their perspective because this is a large purchase. Uh, when, you're, when you're buying a home, it's one of the most expensive purchases you're ever going to have in your entire life. And that's not something I take lightly. So really making sure that you're setting them up for success and teaching them what this process looks like from start to finish. So are they financially prepared for this? Um, are they in a situation where they are going to offer um, asking or over asking on, on a home? 
is in a situation where they're able to offer an appraisal guarantee, which means that they're willing to pay a certain amount of money above the appraised value in the event it comes in shorter than your purchase agreement. Um, are they willing to give the seller free occupancy to help aid them in their move out? Um, so all of these now are, are newer things that we are doing as agents to sweeten the pot and sweeten the deal to win for our client. Um, but being able to be upfront and honest about that kind of cost and what that process looks like is very important to a buyer. Yeah, I think that that's great advice for anyone dealing with professionals, right? Is you want to you want to deal with an educator, someone who's going to make you understand something that you probably don't, whether it be real estate, insurance, mortgage, any of them. You need someone who's going to walk you through and, and help you understand you know, what, what goes into buying and selling a house, things you need to look out for. You know? And then it also works hand in hand of having someone who's going to help plug a mortgage guy, plug an insurance guy, Absolutely. and, and you know, use that network so that people can just make an easy, easy decision that I like this house and that right. I have professionals to take care of me and make sure it's, it's all going to be taken care of. Absolutely. And, you know, this process is, is a scary process, but as a realtor, you want to make sure that you are partnering with your client and making sure that this is as smooth of a transition as possible. Um, defeat is never an easy, an easy pill to swallow, but always making sure that you are constantly praising your client, um, especially from a buyer perspective, letting them know that if we don't win a deal, that we put our best foot forward and we're doing everything we can and reassuring them. Reassurance is very important because it is defeating and people do get very discouraged. And especially in such an aggressive market that we're in right now, more and more buyers are getting discouraged because there is not a lot of inventory and all of the inventory that is there that are that is attractive to people they're not they're not they're not winning so it's very it's very devastating to people and making sure that you can kind of keep them calm but also reassurance again is very important letting them know it's okay you know maybe this wasn't the one it, it wasn't meant to be for for a reason we're going to find you something that's going to be perfect for you and your family or for you as as a single individual um and and i've seen that uh with my clients especially you always want to make sure that you're letting them know that we've put our best foot forward and it's okay. Mm -hmm. How do you see this low inventory playing out? You know, the interest rates have been so low for so long, you know, and, and do you see more people going on the market and selling or do you think inventory is going to remain to stay low? You know, I, I think what's, what's really interesting is I do believe we are, we are going to get an influx of sellers. Um, but, because the rates are still so low, I think it's it's giving people so much buying power that it's giving a lot of individuals the gift of home ownership where they maybe they they haven't been able to or they never thought that they could. But now with the rates the way that they are, it is giving people that gift of home ownership. Um, but you have to fight for it. So I think by being able to educate a seller and and letting them know like, hey, we may be able to get you top dollar, if not more, because of the market and the industry and the high demand, uh, it may encourage sellers to want to put their home on the market more so than they potentially would have in the past, um, but also helping them maybe get to their next, their next step. Maybe um, they're in their, their, um, their starter home and they want to upgrade. Um, so, and they haven't thought like, maybe I can't, or maybe I, I, my home isn't worth as much. So having uh, an agent come in and be able to do a comparative market analysis and let you know what your home is valued at potentially and what we could look to potentially get um, could be life-changing for someone.
Yeah, I mean, it's their home, so yeah. literally life-changing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think that's that's great tips and, and really gives people a great insight of what's going on right now in the market. If people are interested in, one, either joining your team or, two, getting help from you to help find or buy or sell their home, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, in all honesty, um, my, my information is all over social media, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, um, I definitely recommend them searching for me uh, because I would love to sit down with anyone and, and help them uh, potentially look at a career in real estate or if they're considering and buying or selling, um, I would personally love to help them or anyone in my team love to help them. That's awesome. And as we always end on the Professional People Podcast, yeah. what is one tip you have for us for the professional people out there? Um, for professional people, I would honestly say uh, partnering with people is very important. Um, the, the power of networking and, and being able to build as many relationships as possible is very important. Um, but also do what's right. Do what's right by your people. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, as, as my mom once said, you know, you're only as good as your team. And if your team doesn't want to work with you, you're, you're never going to really get anywhere. So always making sure that you're courteous and, and conscious of, of how you're treating others is very important. That's awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming on and Thank thanks you. for sharing your story. And I'm so Thank excited you. for this next chapter and, uh, and watching it go. Thank you. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep it professional, people.